This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths. Enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Everyone can benefit from understanding what makes them feel happy, passionate, and emotionally fulfilled. The moon sign in astrology reveals a person's unconscious motives and deeper emotions. In Carmen's book, Moon Signs, Houses, and Healing, she reveals how each moon sign heals, transforms, and becomes more resilient. The moon sign has a powerful influence on every area of your life. In this episode, Carmen also discusses how each of the 12 signs of the Zodiac utilize their personality traits to accomplish those three things mentioned, transformation, healing, and resiliency. It all starts with self-care. Valeria interviews Carmen Turner-Schott. She is the author of Moon Signs, Houses, and Healing. Gain emotional strength and resilience through astrology and sun signs, houses, and healing, Build resilience and transform your life through astrology and many others. Carmen Turner Schott, MSW, LISW, is an author, licensed clinical social worker, psychological astrologer, and teacher with national and international clientele. She received her undergraduate degree in psychology from Fontbonne University in St. Louis, Missouri in 1997. She completed her Master of Social Work degree at Washington University. Four newest books are Phoenixes and Angels, Mastering the 8th and 12th Astrological Houses, Moon Signs, Houses, and Healing, Gain Emotional Fulfillment and Resilience Through Astrology, Sun Signs, Houses, and Healing, Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology, and The Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House, Fallen Angels. Carmen has been researching the 8th and 12th astrological houses and trauma, healing, and transformation for the past 28 years. Carmen began her astrological work at the age of 16 after an experience with the glowing ball of light in her doorway and began studying metaphysics and the Edgar Casey material at that time. She has presented astrology workshops for the Association of Research and Enlightenment, ARE, throughout the years and teaches a variety of spiritual development classes. She founded Deep Soul Divers Astrology and is the admin of several Facebook astrology groups. Meet Carmen at CarmenTurnerShot.com. Here's the interview with Carmen Turner Schott. In your own words, who is Carmen Turner Schott? I feel in my heart I am a social worker. I'm a counselor, but I also call myself a psychological astrologer. (laughs) So I I love to use astrology to help people understand themselves and others better. And I really consider myself a healer. You know, I like to help people heal from past trauma, from from different experiences, and to become more resilient. And I really connect that with my social work um, job in my normal life, um, in my astrology. And I also am a mother and a, and a wife and a friend, and, and I'm a spiritual seeker. I guess that's how I would describe mm. myself. <laughs> mm, wow. What's not to love about that? <laughs> All the expressions right, of your human form spiritual seeker that caught my attention now. So within that idea of spirituality, of being spiritual, what are you seeking? Do you have a vision for that? What are you looking for? Oh, my my number one, you know, mission is always to be of service to other people and to help others. You know, I that's my passion. I, I get a lot of great joy from helping people and astrology has been the tool 
that I have always loved and, and used since I was 19 years old when I first started doing astrology charts and astrology counseling. Um, just using it in my in my social work job as well with people in general at work, with family, friends, coworkers, and everyone that would listen. Um, I love to share the basic knowledge of astrology and and use that to help people understand um, why they are the way they are, to to learn how to be resilient and strong and their strengths and and to tap into their um, you know the challenges in their life and to overcome them and. And that's the tool that that I've always used in in my life. It's it's been my passion. So, wow, what's not to love about that too? <laughs> yes, being a service. You know, when I usually ask the question, "What's the purpose of life?" to a lot of people here, mm. and I hear that over and over again mm. is to help others, is to inspire others, is to be there for others. So do you wonder why we have this desire, this innate desire to help others and to be a service? Yes, I I used to, when I started studying the spiritual path and different religions and just kind of finding my way, I, I, w- I always resonated with, you know, that we, we choose to be here. Like our soul, I believe our soul does want to come into this realm, so to speak, and to fall, you know, fall from the heavenly realm, so to speak. Uh, One of my books is called Fallen Angels. I feel like, um, you know, people that have a lot of 12th house planets, different spiritual abilities, they, they kind of wake up here and they're like, what am I doing here? I'm not from here. I'm not, they kind of know they're not from earth, but they, they're here. And, and I tell them, you know, that you chose to be here. And, through my journey, I realized that I did choose to be here. I used to say, I don't want to come back. I used to always say that even as, when I was little, that I want to get it right. And I don't want to have to come back. But but now through all of my work with people and astrology and the spiritual path, I really feel that we choose to come back, even if we have, you know, reached enlightenment or, or we have, you know, connected with God and realize our purpose and I do believe we have other lifetimes and that we want to learn and grow, but our conscious mind thinks there's no way I would choose to come back here. But I think our soul, our our true essence wants to come to be a service to help other souls that they love and that they care for. And, and I think that it's, it's our choice. You know, I, I, I don't feel that it's something that, that we kind of escape from. You know, I used to believe, oh, I want to do everything right so I don't have to come back again, you know, and and now I have a totally different philosophy about that. So um, I I, I think that, you know, just from reading and studying people's near near death experiences and, you know, people that have, you know, died and came back and the different things they've seen and experienced. I think that's kind of a theme that that they all are told, you know, that you're here for a reason. It's not your time. And you chose to be there, you know, in that in that form. So that's kind of what I believe. I believe there's a lot more to things than we know. And I think in our lifetime, we might see a lot of of these things manifest and and uh, reveal themselves, you know. Yeah. Wow, Carmen. Um, <laughs> you just kind of paused me here. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it resonates. It resonates with me, yeah, deeply, right? Because I used to say the same thing. I don't want to come back here. That's true. So I'm a student of Advaita Vedanta. I have been for a while now. It's a Hindu spiritual philosophy. And they talk about about freedom a lot, you know, being free. But the idea of freedom for them, it's really here now. So you're already free in the sense that we are already what we are looking for. So in that sense... That just comes together that way. Of course, we're always coming back because we always, life never, there's no death when it comes to life, right, yeah. Carmen? So it's always here. Yes. <laughs> there's no place else, other place to be. Although some people believe that there's a godly place, there's another place of heaven, other realms that we can choose to be at, that we don't need food, that we don't go through suffering and pain and all that. But they, I heard that too, that that's not really, in those places, help's not needed. So it makes sense what he said. In this realm, the human, let's say earth and having the human experience, we need probably more help here than any other realm out there. 
Uh, wow, that's amazing to hear that. It's very insightful to me. So how do you connect all that to astrology? What's the connection between spirituality, as we just spoke of, and uh, the soul's purpose in astrology? Yes. The way I like to explain it, um, so everyone can understand it in a very basic way, uh, because astrology is very um, complex. It has a lot of symbols and a lot of, uh, I mean, you spend a lifetime learning it and still be learning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still learning to this day, but I want to teach people the basics and it is my mission to, to show them how powerful it is. So the way I explain it is the birth chart is what I call the map of your soul. The birth wheel and everything that's going on in the sky, and it affects you and it relates to your soul mission. So when your soul, your essence chose to be born on the day, month, year, time, place of birth, all of the energies of the solar system, the planets and your soul came into the earth realm at that time. And that's what astrology is. It's energy. It's energy. That's all it really is. And, it, and it's affecting us. Even if people don't believe in gravity, we know if you jump, anyone that jumps off the building is going to fall, right? It's, it's the same for me when I explain astrology to someone that it's energy. The reason it works is because it's, it's, it's a natural law. It's created by the universe, by God. It, it's, a, it's a structured system that never changes. It's based on the seasons of the year. Tropical astrology is what I do. And so it's even in ancient times in the Bible and Many cultures studied the sun, moon, and stars. You know, they said there'll be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and you know all of these things that um, that we can see in ancient history and culture. But the way to explain it is: so the day and the the month and year that you're born, if you're looking up at the sky from where you're born, all of the planets are in a certain area of the sky. And we call, we have 12 sun signs is what we call them. So there's 12 constellations and we give them names, you know, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, all of them. And they're all in the sky and they're, the planets are in a certain star constellation when you're born. You know, the sun is in a certain area, the moon, Venus, Mars, Pluto, everything is in a certain star constellation when you're born. And then astrologers, we cut the sky into 12 sections like a pie. And those 12 sections represent different areas of life. And we take a picture of that map on the exact time, place, um, moment of your birth. And we put that picture on a piece of paper. And that's the easiest way to describe it. And it's, it'll look like a big wheel. And it has, it'll be numbered with 12 sections, which are the houses. And then it'll have each star constellation. You'll be able to see, you know, uh, rising sign is Virgo, Libra on the first house, you know, and, and it goes through all of the different uh, constellations or signs that are on the, the cusp. And you'll be able to say, okay, what are those little symbols? Okay, those are the planets. They're in a certain area of life. They're in a certain sign and in a certain house. So we interpret all of that. That whole birth chart is the map of your soul. It never changes. It's, it's your main soul's essence and your soul mission is in that chart, your your strengths, your weaknesses, how you love, how you think, what careers are good for you, what talents you have, uh, what your relationships are going to be like, what kind of parent you're going to be, you know, how your home life is. All those things can be seen in that birth, birth chart. We call it a natal chart or a birth chart. And there's all kinds of different charts that astrologers do. So I don't want to get confuse anyone, but they just need to know the basic, uh, know their basic birth chart. And you can go um, on Amazon dot, or you can go on astro.com and, and, and get a free birth wheel that I'm talking about. And it'll have all the symbols. It'll, and, and get a copy of it. Or you can go on my website, carmenturnershot.com and get a, and I'll send you your birth wheel and, and make sure that, you know, it's accurate. And I'll send that to you. And so you can have your wheel and then you can Google things, you know, like my son is in the eighth house. What does that mean? You know, and you can just start doing the basics is what I recommend people do, you know, just to learn the basics. But in astrology, there's three most important placements that that I think is a good start for beginners and people that are just learning. And that's to know what your sun sign is, your moon sign and your rising sign. 
because that the sun is your main identity. That's your main personality. And, and then the moon is your emotional nature, your inner nature, how you love, how you react to things. It's, it's really your soul. That moon sign is who you are deep inside. It's so important. It's that inner nature. We typically just show people our outer nature, right? Till we trust them and get to know them. And that's when the moon sign comes out is when people really get to know you and you feel uh, vulnerable and you can trust them. And then the rising sign is our mask. We call it the mask. It's our physical appearance. It's how we look physically. Um, and you can research this, you know, with celebrities, uh, different rising signs, they all look alike. They have similar features. So there's science behind this too. But, but that rising sign is how people judge you when they first meet you. They perceive you a certain way based on that rising sign, the mask. But then when they really get to know you, like, oh, your sun sign is cancer. You're really nurturing. And, oh, your moon is an Aries. Wow, you're very athletic or you're very um, passionate, right? So they start seeing these other sides to you once they really get to know you. Um, but people need to know those three Those three placements are where to start, you know, to really know your basic personality. And then you can just expand from there, you know, if you really want to learn more. But those are the most important placements um, that I always tell people to start looking at. And, and it's kind of neat because I've researched uh, astrology for 30 years now and, and I've done charts for twins. And, yeah. and uh-huh. it's really neat because even being born like an hour or two apart can, can slightly change their personalities because what, what's amazing is that um, the sun, we know that everyone born on August 26th is going to be a Virgo. You know, and I'm I'm married to uh, my husband is born the same day as me, but he's born five years. He's five years older than me. And then he's born in a different state in a different time. So his chart is very different than my chart. But we both have the sun in Virgo. So, you know, that, OK, everyone that's born on my date is going to be my sun sign or, you know, in that month. Yeah. And, but the moon sign changes mm-hmm. signs every two to three days. It just every day, every two to three days, the moon goes yeah. through each of the 12 constellations. It's that quick. And so, you know, if you're feeling a certain way and then all of a sudden you, you know, have more energy, I always tell people to watch the cycles of the moon to see, you know, what sign is the moon in because the moon affects our emotions, our inner nature. You know, that's why the full moon affects us so much because it affects the tides of the ocean. It affects animals. It affects all kinds of things. Water, how our body retains water. So of course the moon affects us, you know, on earth. So it's really neat when you start watching the different um, signs, you know, the moon goes through every two to three days. So a twin can have a completely different emotional nature than their, than their sibling based on the time of birth. It can change things very, very easily. So the time is so important to know on your birth certificate or, at least to know as much of an accurate time as you can. Now, everyone always asks me, can we really do a chart if we don't know our time? Yes, they're, they're, astrologers can rectify. We call it chart rectification. We can get a pretty accurate chart based on getting to know you and what you went through in your life experiences, your childhood, how you physically look. You always have people send me a picture because if you can figure out someone's rising sign, and get it pretty accurate, you'll have a very pretty accurate birth chart. You know what I mean? And yes. so um, that's really important. That first instinct when you meet someone is usually their rising sign. And if you can, you know, really figure that out, if you don't have your time or your parents don't remember, or you can't find it in a baby book or, or birth certificates, sometimes don't have a time on there. But if you have it, uh, make sure it's accurate. AM or PM will change everything. You know, and um, so it's really important to have your your month, day, year, your place of birth, city, state, county, and your exact time of birth. Those are the things to get the most accurate personality profile from your birth chart. That's amazing. It sounds like a science to me. I know it's it definitely a, a language, right? A different yes. language, but it's also science. It is. And I thought about ma- mathematics too. Oh, it is. It is. Ah. It, and I don't like that part. You know, that's why uh, uh, yeah. in the old days, we had to do charts by hand. So I had to ah. learn to, there were computers when I first started learning astrology. So I'd have to get, you know, the rulers and draw the wheel and draw the aspects and look everything up in the 
effort, you know, the different longitude latitudes. And, and I used to do that. And, and that's not my favorite part. So now that computers came around, I love it because I can just put it in my computer and it does anywhere in the world. It calculates it for me. So it's nice. Yeah. That's, you see, there's something to be grateful when it comes to technology, right? I'm very grateful for it. Artificial intelligence. Although some people don't really enjoy that, but it's very beneficial to us in so many ways. Going back, so I want to mention your books, Moon Signs, Houses and Healing, Gain Emotional Strength and Resilience Through Astrology. And you also have written the book, Sun Signs, Houses and Healing, Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology. And of course, many other books, the newest books I have here, it's Phoenixes and Angels, Mastering the Eighth and Twelfth Astrological Houses, and The Mystery of the Twelfth Astrological House, Falling Angels. I know you mentioned that before, too, in the beginning of our conversation. It seems like there's a lot to it, right, Carmen? When I came across it, your work... I don't interview a lot of astrologers, so that I don't we don't I don't talk much about the topic. Sure. But of course I am familiar from the surface perspective. So now you're giving me a lot more insights into even how to heal, transform, and gain self-awareness yes. with astrology. Yes. I never thought it that way. So talk to me and those who are listening yes. <laughs> about the connection between healing, transformation, and gaining self-awareness by using astrology. Yes. So So each sign has an element and the elements are so important in nature. You know, we have the fire signs, the air signs, the water and the earth signs. And so I started realizing, you know, just in counseling, you know, and helping people and meeting people through the years that the traits of the of your personality, especially the element, really gives you the the strength to overcome a hard life lessons, you know, challenges in life. Um, and so when you can know and tap into what your strengths are, it helps you um, not give up. It kind of gives you th- that passion. So I always tell people when I wrote these books, especially the sun signs and moon signs book, I wanted to include in there, you know, tips, you know, like for each sign, there's a whole chapter. So for instance, Aries, Aries are very uh, passionate um, but they also, and they're driven and motivated and, and friendly and loving, but they also can have a temper and they can get angry really easily, but they get over it fast. You know, they like things quick. They like to take action. And and so one of their strengths is harnessing that anger um, to overcome things. You know, if, if life gets really hard, um, they're able to get over things quicker than most people. And they can move forward real quick because that's what they do. They move on. They move quickly. Now, someone with a cancer son or a Pisces son, which are water, they're more sensitive. They're more emotional. They, they're compassionate. They get their feelings hurt really easily. So if there's something really hard that happens in life, like the loss of a loved one or losing a job or, or you know divorce or whatever it is, it can take them a lot longer to heal because of the emotional piece. So I give them tips, you know, of self-care, you know, being near water, getting counseling, getting energy work, you know, just things they can do, tapping into their creativity, um, things they can do to heal, which is going to be different than the fire signs, you know, like Aries and Sagittarius, um, you know, and Leo, they tend to be more um, assertive and, and kind of move, move on and bold and brave, you know, that fire energy. And then the water signs are more, they're more nostalgic, they're more emotional, they're more sensitive, you know, they're that deep, they're deep. So it can take them a little longer to, to get that strength, you know, to, to overcome things. So um, I give them different tips, because they're gonna, they're different. And then earth signs, they're the worker bees. So Taurus and Capricorn and Virgo, they like to be doing things and feel like they're achieving or being efficient or helping others in a practical way, getting tasks done, you know, um, they like to be working and, and feel of service as well. And so they need, it's hard to tell them, just meditate, you know, where the uh, water signs like to meditate and have solitude and time alone to think and meditate and breathe and do yoga. But the earth signs might really want to 
get out in nature, you know, get their feet, their hands in the dirt, gardening, go out and walk in the woods, hike, uh, and or do, you know, write, do a task, clean, you know, organize things, you know, that might be their way to, to self-care and, and to overcome. And then the air signs are thinkers. So the air signs, um, they like to think things through. And so they can sometimes, you know, have, have, having fun, playing mental games, playing chess, playing, you know, um, different games of people, socializing is big for air signs. They like to be uh, friendly and have people around them and socialize and, and chat and debate and talk and communicate and learn and read. And, you know, so that can help them really, uh, you know, asking a friend for advice and, and just talking through things with someone can help them greatly. And, and so each, each sign's element is really critical for their um, self-care. And I started seeing this really with the moon sign specifically that, that moon sign to me is really much, it's all about your needs. So our moon sign is where we find happiness. It's where we find emotional fulfillment, where we find peace and comfort and, and love. And so the moon sign is so important to know your moon sign. And you can go online and do a moon calculator and pretty easily know where the moon was when on the day and year of your birth. And, t- and even without a time, you'll, you'll know, and you'll be able to put, if you have a time even better, you'll see if it switched signs on you, you know, mm-hmm. in that, yeah. that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to know the moon sign because it's all about to me, like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs because and the, and that's related to the elements in your birth chart as well, because the, you know, the earth signs, for instance, they typically are really about the security safety needs right on that pyramid because they can't be spiritual and go out and, and, and do their goals if they feel they don't have the financial security to do so. If they can't pay their rent, they don't have food, they don't have enough money to feed um, their family or buy their, their kids clothes. You know, there's things that they need to feel secure to self-actualize, right? And, and, and for them, it's those safety, uh, safety needs, those, those basic needs, right? They're more practical people. And then to me, the water signs, um, you know, they're more of the um, self-actualize, you know, the, the, on that pyramid, like they, they think more about, you know, I want to be spiritual. I want to meditate. I want to find my life's purpose. I want to be artistic, creative, right? Some of those things. And, and then the air signs um, as well are, are thinkers, philo- you know, philosophers. They like the social part. Fire and air signs like that social needs part on that, on that pyramid. They need social connections, either, you know, technology or friends, communication, learning, challenging their mind, innovation, you know, all those things. And so um, I kind of connect that in my moon signs book. And that's probably one of my favorite books is my moon signs book, because I really, I really felt like I channeled, I just channeled that, you know, and wrote it by hand first, and it just came out and flowed. And um, I really love uh, learning more about people's moon signs. It's, and, and I can feel people's moon signs when I meet them. I, once I'm around someone enough, I can feel their energy, you know, and it, and that's what it is. It's just, it's, it's the energy that we have. And, and it's just a tool um, like Myers-Briggs or four lenses, you know, all these different things I've been trained in, which is what we do in team buildings, you know, to help people understand each other and work better together. You know, you have people at work that, that are very organized, that like things their way and they don't like change. Right. And then you got people at work that are free spirits and and rebellious and innovative and they don't want, they wing it. They don't plan, but they can get up and brief and teach and they're really good. Right. But it drives the other people nuts because they're not, they're not like them. Right. And so you got someone that's real sensitive at work and needs to be told they're doing a good job and they need to feel included and part of the social mm-hmm. circle in the office, you know, so, you know, they tend to be the the water signs, you know, and so you can start and then you have the workaholics that don't take um, off work, the earth signs, and they need to learn to balance um, self-care in their work and their family lives with work. And so you can start seeing it play out when you get to know people's signs, you know, their, their top three, that sun, moon and rising sign. I see it all the time. And people are like, how did you know that? 
I'll say, oh, you're a Leo, aren't you? And they're like, how did you know? I was like, I could tell. Mm-hmm. Like, I just mm-hmm. sense people, their energy now, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a science. I mean, yes. it, it really is. It really is. Yes, it really sounds like it, especially the way you explain, the way you write. I need to go back to your book, though. Thank you for sending me a copy, The Moon Signs, House and Healing. That really caught my attention. I have a question for you that I didn't ask. What inspired you to study astrology, Carmen? Oh, yes. So, well, (laughs) it all started when I was probably... 13, uh, always, ever since I w- can remember, I was very sensitive and I was an empath, but I didn't know what that meant. You know, no one in my life was able to explain to me that I was intuitive or what that, what word that even meant. And, but I know now looking back, I was, I was intuitive. I was empathic and I would dream things that would happen. I would kind of know things and, and no one could explain it to me. I felt very different from my family and friends and in my life. And, and I remember one night I woke up when I was 16 years old, I woke up in the night and there was a glowing orb of light in my doorway. And it was about the size of a, of a softball, a little bigger. And it was translucent, like yellow, white, and it was floating there. And I always had my bed where I could look out the door and had a little nightlight because I was afraid of the dark and stuff like that. I was very imaginative. And so I saw it and I was awake and I tried to yell for my mother, but I had no voice. It's like it took my voice and I couldn't move. I couldn't yell. I couldn't do anything but watch. And all I, all I had control of was my mind. And at the time I was afraid and it's because it was the unknown, you know, and I was only 16 years old and I didn't know what it was. And I was a little bit afraid. Um, it didn't do anything, you know, to make me afraid. I just, it was that fear of the unknown, but it was there for hours. And I, I watched it. And I finally, after hours of laying there watching this thing, it never came inside my room. It just stayed right in my doorway because I kept saying in my mind, please don't have it come in my room over and over <laughs> yes. again. Yeah. And, and I wish I would have <laughs> done that now. I'm like, man, I should have yeah. told it to come in, but I was scared. And yeah. um, it released me. And I was able to yell for my mother and her room was right across where she could see. And my dad and brother were out of town. So it was just the two of us. And I said, do you see it? There's a, there's a light in my doorway. And she said, yes. So my mother saw it too. And finally I had a witness to my odd and weird uh, imagination things. Right. So she saw it and I, she told me, just go back to sleep. Maybe it's a lightning bug. And I'm like, it's huge. It's not like, no, she was yeah. trying to rationalize this thing. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I laid there and finally passed out because she didn't even get up or anything. She just told me to go back to sleep. And the next day she said, that was not a lightning bug. And I said, no. And she goes, I don't know what that was. And it kind of scared my mother. And after that, I got obsessed with learning about angels and orbs and aliens and you name it. And I went into this little mystical bookstore in St. Louis, Missouri called Mystic Valley. And I bought my first little astrology book on Virgo, which is my sun sign. And then I bought an actual astrology book and I didn't, I don't, I was just drawn to it and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything about astrology. And I, and I read it and I just started crying. It was like validating my experience, my personality it was so accurate. I'm like, I got to learn more about this. This is amazing. And I taught myself. I read all the books I could. I started doing charts by hand, practicing on friends and family um, from 16 to 19. And then I started doing consults at 19 in, in college and in graduate school for fun and in St. Louis. And then I you know, built my business. I started doing it as a part-time job. But in my normal world, I was a licensed clinical social worker. And I worked a lot with children, teens, trauma survivors. And that's what I've done all these years as well. I've always done both. I've always had two, two jobs. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of yeah. how I got into astrology. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a story. That's how, that's how most of us actually get to know our callings in life, right? First, not understanding even, not uh, not knowing what those signs are all about, but then, but we know there's something in us that keeps driving, you know, that, that desire to go back to that initial calling or experience and explore that. So I'm so glad you explored, you went to the, into the depth 
of, of that calling. It's truly beautiful to see that. So you mentioned the signs, the element of the signs, water, air, fire. And when you talked about water, that resonates with me immediately. Like, okay, that might be my sign because the description just fits. But then the air also resonates too. So I'm wondering, do we actually... Could we have both share shared elements? Yes, or, yes. Yeah, that's the question. You do. You you have you have an air your sun isn't an air sign. Your sun is Aquarius, which ah, is yes, air. Right. Yeah. And and air signs are all about innovation, creativity, science, technology, uh, friends, groups, socializing, learning things, you know. Um freedom, independence. That's big with Aquarius, right? They like to be feel free. And then your moon sign is water. So that's Uh, that water. (laughs) And it's not just any moon sign. It's in one of my favorites. It's in Pisces. So Pisces rules the 12th house, which is one of the most spiritual houses in astrology. And you, and you have the moon in the eighth house in Pisces and the other most spiritual house in astrology is the eighth house. And so your emotional nature is in the eighth house, just like me. I have the moon in the eighth house as well, but mine's an Aries moon. I'm a fire moon and and you have a water moon. And, and that's why I think it's very deep. Anytime you have uh, the sun or moon in the eighth house, it's a very um, intense emotional nature, very, perceptive and intuitive and empathic and psychic and connected to other levels of consciousness, dreams, uh, meditation, all those things you have a gift for. Wow. That all resonates. Yeah. You see, it's amazing how accurate it is. (laughs) Amazes me every time. So it is a science. Wow. Incredible. That's interesting, Carmen, because I'm planning uh, to host a workshop and the logo that was created, the inspiration was, it looks like a moon and then it has water in it. Oh, that's and I didn't know why I was nice. creating that way. So I was, I was just guided to do it that way. Isn't that interesting that everything fits, even without us knowing, have the intellectual understanding, right? Just yes. falls into place because it's already what it is. It's, it already is. How amazing. I'm I mean, I'm just really, I can't believe how accurate it is. I'm looking at, I'm looking at your, your soul mission. So your soul mission in the chart is what we call the North node. And it looks like a horseshoe thing. Okay. And it like Ah, headphones and it's, it's with the top up and, and that's your, where your soul is going this lifetime. It's where your soul, what your soul chose to learn when it came and the sign that it's in matters and the house that it's in will be where you shine. And you and I have have a similar life mission, but a little different. But um, you you have your karma involves relationships. OK, mm, yes, I intimate, noticed that, too. <laughs> intimate yes. Relationships, partnership, uh, yeah. marriage, mm. things like that, mm. because. Your south node is Aries. Your north node is Libra. These are the re- the relationship nodes. So your soul came to learn how to have relationships and compromise and partner with people because in past lifetimes, you were very self-reliant and independent type of person who had to survive on your own. And so you're learning that it's okay to let people help me. It's okay to to be committed. And I don't have to be independent and free to be in relationships. I can also have relationships and have both, right? Like a balance. Right. So that's kind of the sign meaning of your nodes. And then the North node for you is in the third house, just like me. So that mission, the North node, the third house is all about sharing your knowledge, communicating, teaching, talking, writing, sharing your knowledge of the of the spiritual things you've already studied and learned. So you and I have a similar mission, but a different karma that we're balancing out as far as the signs go, right? right. But we're wow. both third house North Node people, which means what you're doing here, uh, podcast, radio, that's yeah. third house, publishing, you know, uh, yes. teaching on a mm. basic level reaching the masses about 
all these topics and things that, that you've studied and learned in the ninth house and mastered, and then also learning to have these partnerships and relationships and, and, and learning through that, you know, learning through, um, you know, loss of relationships, change, divorce, you know, whatever it is, learning as you get older, you're going to, you're meant to have a partner, you know, and it, it may be more um, non-traditional because you're Aquarius because Aquarius is, they're like a uh, marriage is just a piece of paper, you know, a, mm. a commitment is in the soul, right? So, you know, different mm, philosophies, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. And that's <laughs> just me looking at your birth chart, just, just winging it, wow. just looking at a glance, you know, but yeah. Wow. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm amazed <laughs> of how <laughs> accurate it is. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's incredible. So, <laughs> It really tells you what it is. See, I didn't expect that because I do a lot of spiritual, of course, learning practices. And yes, of course, relationships. That came as a message too. Intuitively, I knew that. Like, wait a minute, this is where my karma lies. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't, hasn't been easy no. to balance, right? To create harmony with that energy of being tied to somebody, knowing that my energy is free. It doesn't belong anywhere yes. with anyone. Yes. Ah, how amazing. <laughs> So by learning, having that, this information, Carmen, what are we to do? Can we change the soul's mission? How do we learn to better understand and navigate this lifetime? Do we, what are the practices that you recommend? Yes. Yeah, so the, the biggest thing I recommend is um, knowing, you know, doing your, getting your birth chart wheel and, and really looking at um, the North Node, you know, if you really want to know what your soul mission is, it doesn't matter what we do. We will master the North Node. Let me say this. It, we either can do it kicking and screaming and resisting it our whole life. It, and the universe will push us, <laughs> you know, yes. maybe blindside us <laughs> yes. sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Our feet to get <laughs> us into the North Node. And I, I've been there because, you know, because the South yeah. Node is where we feel cozy and comfortable. It's where our, where we are used to being. So, you know, that we don't want to leave that. And, and when we're young, this is the cool thing about astrology. We don't even start moving towards our soul mission or even knowing what it is until after age 30. In age 27 to 30, everyone in the world has what we call a Saturn return. And the planet Saturn is a planet of karma in, in astrology. It's the planet of, of discipline, of responsibility, of, our, of things we have to learn. It's, it's the teacher. So it returns to where it was when you were born around age 27 to 30. We go through these major life changes during that time. We marry, we divorce, we have a kid. We, we lose our parents or we change careers. We get, we graduate from school. All these things happen. If you start talking to people age 27 to 30, they always tell me, oh, that was one of the challenging times in my life or most transforming. And I got married, I got divorced, or I, you know, had, I met my husband or I had my child, you know, all these things. And, and we're meant to. And, but after that is when we first start feeling our North node for the very first time. Before that, we're living in the South Node, all peaceful and comfy, right? And and then the the universe is like, no, God's like, you're going to have to start learning why you came here. So we start moving towards that North Node naturally through life experiences, through our karma, through through our day to day lives. And so, if I was like catching people at a young age before their Saturn return. And, and be able to do their chart so I can tell them, hey, this is what your soul came here to learn. These kind of uh, karmas, these kind of energies, you know, this is the house it's in and give them tips. And you can look up once you know your North Node sign, read everything you can about it. And, and you know, for you, your North Node is Libra. So you've already mastered being an Aries. Okay, you you've already been mad. You know, you're like Xena, the warrior princess. I mean, you you were like independent and fierce and 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 confident and hardworking and motivated and, and you know, business like owning your own business, being your own boss, you know, independent and free. And you never wanted to have to rely on anyone like that's Aries. Aries does not want to have to wait for anyone. They want to make take action and go on their gut instinct 
And it's hard for them to wait for other people to get approval because they go on their gut. So this life, you're learning to be a Libra, which is the complete opposite of that. You know, and Libra is all about they're a little bit more indecisive. They're more about what do other people want me to do. How is this going to affect my partner, my spouse, my kids, right? My my coworkers. So there's a shift, of, and it's about balancing those node energies, right? And and we never get rid of the south node. It's it's always going to be a part of us, but we have to learn to to learn the the lessons of the north node sign and house. And then balance both. And we can, you know, do balance of both. And, and you know, um, and as we, as people get older, by the time we have our second Saturn return, which everyone will have one at age 57 to 60, after that, and really in that time when I do charts for people, they're already in their node. They're like, Carmen, yes, everything you just told me, I've been through. And I learned it, and now I'm doing my mission, and 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 so we get there naturally. It, it's when it happens naturally, but if you can really study and know your North Node sign and what house it's in, you can avoid some heartbreak, some heartache. Let me just say that you can. It can. It's not. You can't prevent all these things that happen because I believe that our chart is destiny. You know, there's certain things in our life that are meant to happen no matter what we do. And we we may not remember it before we came, but we we knew what was going to happen and what we had to learn. Some things, these energies, when you know your energy, you, you know yourself. You can prevent some things or make it easier to overcome some things when you have the knowledge of your chart, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. A billion percent does. Yeah. And I learned uh-huh. that the hard way, you know, because I... My south node is in Taurus. My north node is Scorpio. And I remember I used to say to myself, I, how am I ever going to be a Scorpio? Because it was so unlike me. And I thought it's painful, like the thought of it. Like I, I couldn't even feel like that. And now as I'm older, I feel like a Scorpio now because I had to go through some painful things in my life. And it was, and I look back and they were all meant to happen. And one time I was, I was walking with my headphones and it was when something really, really transforming and traumatic happened in my, in my life. And I said, God, why, you know, why, why did this have to happen? And I heard this voice in my head that said, how else will I ever make you a Scorpio? <laughs> yes. and I'm like, oh yes. my gosh! I start, I start laughing. I start yeah. crying. I'm bawling, yeah. but it was like a healing cry. And I'm mm. like, oh my gosh, yeah. yes! If I wouldn't have been hurt and mm. been gone through that, I would never be strong and become more of a Scorpio. Because I had to mm. learn to let go of the past, and that was very hard for me to let people go, to let memories go, to let things go from the past and to. And to be like a phoenix, you know, that's like Scorpio energy, healing, death, rebirth, transformation energy, right? I had to learn to do that. And and I'm still learning it because it's my north node. You know, I, I don't think I'm fully in my north node Scorpio yet, but I'm clo- I'm getting in there, right? <laughs> and I'm more oh comfortable. God. And yes. uh, But it's, it's happened naturally, wow. you know, and I wouldn't change it for the world because Mm. those things that happen are meant to happen to get all of us into our soul mission. That's, and I, and I believe that 100%. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Gosh, Carmen, uh, you're such a gift to all of us. (laughs) That's, that's amazing. I could not, I cannot believe how accurate it is. Yeah. It resonates from body, mind and soul. It's just everything you're speaking it's kind of bouncing back here energetically. I'm like, oh, that's true. It's true. So we're almost at the end. I I want to say that for everyone who is listening that wanted to get the, the birth chart, that would be on your website. You're offering that under services. I know you're not offering consultations at, at this time, right, Carmen? Yes, I have a wait list, but I can, put, I can put you on a wait list as long as people are willing to wait a little bit. And... Um, yeah, it's it's I got a little busier than I thought just from uh, some classes and podcasts and and I only have the weekends to do consults. So uh, I'm kind of booked up through March, but um, I can add people on and I can at least send you your birth wheel 
to get you started. And then you can, you know, Google, you know, oh, my son's in the first house. What's that mean? You know, you can start researching at least and know, you know, have that map of your soul, you know, to go by. Right. That's wonderful to know. So I'll have the link on the podcast notes, CarmenTurnerShot.com. There'll be the spelling, everything will be there clickable. So it's easier. I'll have your Facebook pages as well. Also Instagram and you are on YouTube. So I'll have all those links on the podcast notes. And I want to thank you again, Carmen, for your presence, for the revelations (laughs) that you're here to teach us. It's really, it's humbling. And at the same time, it feels very freeing to to know these things because I know it has has to do with karma. And you're right. We don't really, it's a destiny type of thing. You can't change certain things. It's fixed. But it's good to know so then we can just kind of accept them. And there's something about acceptance that um, it makes it easier, much easier, right, to go through those challenges. So thank you so much again for your presence. I usually ask a final question to all my guests. I'll ask you this one. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Oh, wow. So three experiences. I would say... To truly, truly uh, love something or someone unconditionally, and also to to learn to be grateful for the challenging experiences that that we have had, and to forgive. And the another experience I would say, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but to to feel what it's like to lose someone. And to truly um, just to to feel that, you know, those things, I feel like they're so deep and and important to experience because then you appreciate, you know, the loved ones and and people that that you have. It's like you learned. Those are the three things I learned most from in my life was, you know, loving something or someone, losing someone and then having, you know, learning forgiveness. Wow. Yeah. You made me emotional. I I almost (laughs) cried here because I never lost anyone. So I was just picturing losing somebody that I love. And that's really like, what a powerful experience would that be? Just in my imagination, it's very powerful. Wow. Thank you so much again, Carmen, for your beautiful presence in our reality. Thank Thank you again for everything that you do. We'll we'll be in touch again. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Carmen Turner Schott and her work, please visit CarmenTurnerShot.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>